0: It's tournament in a tea break time, you lucky people. I'm Ross Satar from Brickwatch Sports,
1: and Chris Otto from Tennis Now.
0: I'm not even Planet Earth. No,
1: that as well. Okay. I think our listeners know by now where I'm, which planet I'm from.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, it has been the women's semi-final day today. Yay! So now we know who's going to be facing each other on Saturday. So without further ado. Let us jump in to the first of the semi-finals, which was Elena Svitolina and Simona Halep. Now, Svitolina had like crept in under the radar. She had one foot out the door against Margarita Gasparian, mm. um, came back when Gasparian was suffering from cramp and could ha- hardly move. And then after that, she kind of got a act together, um, kind of zipped through the door. Nobody really paid her any attention, uh, and then I mean she. Put a lot of effort into making the quarterfinal with Mukova as physical as she could because of that epic um, tiebreak uh, with Pliskova, and it worked because she tired the poor little sprout out. And uh, but I think it came at a cost. Now remember that Svitolina was nursing a knee injury. Yes, Since she's been injured
1: for a while and struggled to yeah. be perfectly healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's not done too badly, but she's been on and off with this knee injury. And I actually think it's told today. So the story of this match was ridiculously long, long burning, um, long burning points.
1: Right, 22 minutes for the first Plus three two, games. Yeah,
0: and then, and the first, and that first game, the, 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 the third game. So Halepin had gone up two love. And then Svitaluna broke back and Halep admitted that she was really, really tired. She said that game went really quickly. But then after that, it just... I mean, talk about the tide turning. Um, Simona got broken and then after that just went on the spin. Um, and whizzed past the first set. And... Uh, and never really looked like she was gonna be troubled in the second set. It wasn't to be fair, it was a closer second set. Uh, you know, they I think Simona ended up breaking for a 4-3 lead and then broke to broke to take the match. So the second set, I think Svitalina put up a lot more of a fight. And to be fair to Svitalina, when she came into press, she was actually pretty good. Um she came in and she said that uh if somebody had told her a couple of months ago you're going to be in the semifinals of Wimbledon. I think she would have just snapped their arm off because she wouldn't have believed it. So, and I think it proves to her that she can do it. Yeah, even, I'm just surprised it was on grass. If I'm su- being honest.
1: Yeah, uh, all positive for Svitolina. I think getting that far on a surface that's not her best, in a form that maybe isn't her best. Maybe this gives her confidence that if she comes into a slam. <laughs> really in good shape, really confident she can get there and do it she didn't have a great performance today I mean you know she won oof, she won forty seven percent of her first serve points this is a grass match not you know wasn't able to execute on serve really only won twenty five of the forty four twenty five of fifty four points on serve so she was up against it pretty much the whole match yeah. against Hallop really never could get any momentum going yeah. and uh you got to give a lot of credit to Halep, who's just played well and seems to be just playing better and better round by round.
0: And that's the key. Halep is improving round by round. So um, her wobble came against Biznescu. Uh She dropped a set to a uh, Romanian. It's never easy to play somebody from your own country. And we've seen this lots of times with lots of players. But, you know, you, you, Businescu is not the player that you thought she'd drop a set to. Azarenka, you thought she'd drop a set to. Who else did she have? Coco, you thought she'd drop a set to. Hmm. Um, you know, Zhang, she damn... Well, Zhang, she did drop a set to, actually. No, she didn't, I'm lying. She almost dropped a set to. She was 1-4 down in that in that match. She was. That was a nice and little she turning came, point And for she her, managed actually. to come back. And that tiebreak did it for her, and she just steamed ahead. So... You know, I think she's a very worthy semi finalist to come out of that side of the draw. What we should have had from this draw was Osaka who went out in the first round and who else? Oh, and Pliskova, obviously, who who was out to Pliskova, basically. So yeah. um so yeah, she's and she's in a good place. You know, she said that this year she's chill, so I sort of teased her and said, Oh, if this is what you like when you're chilling, what you God help us when you actually really Put your mind to it. She goes, no, 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 no. I'm still working hard. But for me, no pressure on myself.
1: Yeah, she I, clarified I don't, I don't, what, what it means to yeah, chill.
0: So, yeah, so so basically chilling means doing exactly what you did before.
1: But, but I'm not going to worry too much yeah. about it, whatever happened. But she's still working her arse off and she's still playing with intensity I just think chill for her like you said and like she clarified just means she's not going to take losses too hard she's going to just roll with the punches and and maybe that's actually helping her here first Wimbledon final tremendous achievement for her and Serena Williams will be next
0: yes can well, she hang with Serena let's, let's go on to that why don't you take us through Williams and Stritzeva.
1: I jumped out on center court for that one and it it was beautiful. I mean, one thing you you tend to not recognize, and I think we all are aware of when we watch Serena on television, is her aura, her presence on center court. To me, I've watched Federer, Djokovic, Nadal on that court in the last couple years. Her presence is bigger than all of them. There's something just so amazing about Serena Williams. the sounds she makes, the pop of the racket when she serves. And she was in great form today because I think all of us were excited for Barbara Striceva to play well. And if you look at the scoreline, 6-1, 6-2, 59 minutes, you'd say, ah, she showed up and she didn't have any game. But you know what? Strijva had tons of game today. Serena was just there matching everything she did. Strijva tried to serve in volley, but on the on the most crucial points even, but she was broken because Serena was able to, to navigate her way past her and make the passing shots. Williams served well. She only had four aces. But she really attacked the forehand and any short balls. I mean, she was just making strips of a. She was making her feel the pain. Yeah. And you could hear and feel the, the power of Serena's shots. There was really nothing not to like about her performance. The question is can she replicate it against an even better opponent tomorrow?
0: That's the thing. So, um, Saturday. Sorry. Excuse us. Excuse us. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing, though. So, if we look ahead to the semi uh, to, the, to the final, um, You know you've got a player who never really i mean she made it to the semi-final in 2014 rolled her ankle and since then her relationship with the grass has been one of like i i know you i have to play on you i don't necessarily like you and now it's like kind of i love you you and i are gonna get a room together type thing i mean she she's she's a complete convert to the grass and, and that's what's been fascinating is that she's like kind of I can play my game I haven't had to adjust too much right that's um, key and I know that uh, I don't stress if I don't know, you know I, I can and for her she said many times movement her movement on the grass has got much better and I, I think it's a throwback to that rolling of the ankle in 2015 I don't think she's ever trusted herself with the movement she, always, she often calls it dangerous if you notice yeah, yeah. If the grass is dangerous and I'm thinking are you kidding me? Because yeah. you're sliding around on that slippery stuff
1: yeah. all but, the time. Because she did allude to that. You're right. She alluded that I haven't fallen yet this year. She's It makes her it, it makes her happy that she just feels comfortable. She feels balanced. She can play the same tennis she plays on any surface yeah. right now. So this is basically the hell up we see on a hard court. The yeah. hell up we see yes. on a clay court right now. She can be that effective. She's comfortable. And, and to a lesser degree that's what we saw in Svitolina and that's why she was able to make the semi-final. But can she do it against Serena and what will it be like? She, she'll be pressed to defend a little bit more than maybe she has in recent matches, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm really looking forward to this match.
0: I mean, she's put, she is an aggressive baseliner, so she the aggression in her game serves her well on this surface, but she is also one of the most gritty, determined little scramblers I've ever seen. And she will run, as we saw in those first two games, she's gonna run everything down and then some. This is gonna be very similar, I think, to how um, Kerber came out last year so when williams came out she hadn't really in my opinion been tested that much in her run right um and everybody was like wow she's so back you know comes back has a baby reaches a final in her <laughs> in a first real tournament set of tournaments wow um, and Kerber came out I've never seen Kerber so aggressive in my life ever she even actually was making her her serves count like Kerber has a lefty serve but she never makes it count for her it's just starting the point and she was absolutely putting pop on those and, and she caught Serena napping
1: yeah
0: Ker- uh, Halep has to do the same thing she does she, she has to be super aggressive but she also has to be able to drop back to that amazing defence that she has Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: she's she's going to have to defend it. the way that Serena Williams was returning against Streets of it today. If that's any indication of what we might see in the final, Simona's going to be on the back foot a bit. Yeah. She's going to not be able to dictate, you know, all, all the rallies, even when serving and even off of first serve. So it's going to be challenging yeah. if Serena can play that well. But I'm not entirely convinced that Serena can can play that well again. Back to back. She just. It just hasn't been as consistent in the last year or two. So I'm curious to find out if she can do it. She uh, did. She definitely moved well today and looked fit.
0: Yeah. I mean, we spoke to Patrick, um, as we alluded to yesterday, and he was saying, you know, for the first time, she's fit. She's fit. She's healthy. It's made her lighter. And I don't think he meant by, in terms of weight. It Psychologically, it's made her a lot better. If you're pain-free, you're not likely to be as as kind of ploddy anyway so you know but i i definitely give simona a set I, de- I definitely want this to be a three-setter i hope if serena is going to get 24 she had damn well better earn it yeah I'm, <laughs> um, you know otherwise you know that margaret court will be like well, she didn't really earn it um but i think there's not you would have to be a very hard-hearted person to not want to will serena over the line with this because she will equal Margaret Court's record. And to, to absolutely, I mean, there's not one journalist I've spoken to that even thinks that Margaret Court has any claim to that record. We're talking about the open era, not back in the days when nobody went to Australia. It's
1: true, but that number's out there and we just want to clear the air for all those uh, casual fans but, who might look at the number and okay. say, "Oh, what about Margaret Court? Yeah,
0: but do you, <laughs> do you I mean, what got me was M- Moritoglu saying, you know, she she wants to overtake it. She doesn't want to just equal it, she wants to overtake it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she does it here, whether for once she will have the courage to do it in New York.
1: I think, why not? She, she wants to do it. I think, I think her daughter is a motivator. I think yeah. she wants to win some slams for Olympia. She hasn't done that yet. So that's no. another thing that's motivating her. So I, I think, you know, if this works in Wimbledon and she continues to get even healthier... Why not New York or why not Australia the next year when she's got a long off-season? New York, who knows? I mean, cross your yeah, fingers. Yeah, that just, I mean... Just you, stay yeah. out of trouble in New York. Yeah,
0: New York, maybe not then, you're right. But maybe <laughs> Australia. Um, well, I don't think I'm too unfair in saying that there's really only one show in town tomorrow. Um, obviously, Novak Djokovic will face Roberto... Oh, I, I keep calling him Roberto when I type. Um, my apologies. Um, Roberto... <laughs> Batista Agut for a place in the final. Um, I can't see. I know that um, RBA has beaten him twice this year, but I can't. We're talking best of five and we're talking on grass and we're talking defending champion and world number one.
1: Yeah, a whole different ball of wax, right? Novak, you have to think, is going to have the upper hand. Roberto was supposed to be at his bachelor party in Ibiza and that's been delayed. His friends hung out and had some fun and now flew back to watch support him tomorrow in the semis. Yeah, he's playing great. He's dropped one set. It's It's been amazing for him. And I think he can push Novak. And it's it, there's going to be moments where this is a match that's really highly entertaining. If Roberto's ball striking has always been pretty pretty fantastic. It should be a good match. Novak, if he shows what he showed against David Goffin, it's going to be tough. It's going to be three, four sets. It should, oh, yeah. should be okay for Novak, who's definitely looking good. And, of course... The other half of the draw has a pretty decent matchup as well.
0: I think there's only one show in town, I and mean, I think for many people that's going to be the de facto final.
1: My goodness, people are! I can't even imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like over there tomorrow with with Federer and Nadal meeting for the 40th time, the fourth time at Wimbledon. I mean,
0: pff, I know, and the first nice. time since that epic 2008 final. Epic, and and, it's, and you know, I'm it's not, no, no secret I'm not the greatest fan of of either of them I admire the, the, the tenets of their play um, but even I was transfixed by that final
1: and that final and the lead up the storylines the rivalry the way it had played out the fact that Roger had won in four sets in 2006, five sets in 2007 and then the epic in 2008. It was all just building,
0: building up to that one moment, the channel slam, the first time that Rafa and Nadal had actually been able to do it. He's never been able to do it since. Is this his year, Christopher?
1: Rafa, you know, I'm talking with a lot of people, and they feel that Rafa's playing extremely well, and they feel like they ha- that he has the edge against Federer in this match a lot. Of- but there are other people on the other side, and we know it's Roger's house. He's the eight-time Wimbledon champion. He's the king of I grass that just won his hundredth Wimbledon match.
0: I know. Go I ahead, can't go ahead. see. Pa- I can't see past Roger. I really can't. I know that he's been wobbly and shaky. I know that he's dropped two sets. I know that Rafa is like charging through the drawer like a bull through a, a china shop but this is roger in his wheelhouse chris it Come is on. it's his
1: wheelhouse you're right and the the sets one of the sets that the lloyd harris set. i think we can throw away that seems like years ago but the set against <laughs> nishikori in the quarterfinals was probably a good test for Roger. Uh, something that'll help him maybe be a little more steely against Nadal from the get-go because he will need to be. And you know how the kind of pressure that Rafa's going to put on him the same as ever. He's going to serve to the back end. He's going to... And Federer's back end, by the way, look good against Nizakori. I don't know. I'm in the coin toss mode. I, I have a feeling Rafa... Really will benefit from the Roland-Garros win, even though everybody knew he was going to get it. It's his surface, but just the feeling of beating Federer again, snapping that five-match losing streak, will be helpful. And again, I've always said, well, I've said it over the last two years, that Rafa looks better and better on grass. He looked great last year. He was a couple points from beating Djokovic in the semi. And he's just come right back here this year and and been really strong. So to me... All the bad, boring stuff that happened through five rounds in the men's side. Let's face it, it wasn't that compelling. We yeah. had the, the next gen just totally d- dropped out of the mix way too early. We finally get our payoff tomorrow, and I hope it's a classic.
0: Just on that, on that subject, was there ever a sequel to The Lost Boys?
1: <laughs> that was, that was, I don't think there was, but uh, if there I was, hope that would the, the the ATP ATP be it. That would be
0: it. Um, okay, so we are going to be back tomorrow and we are going to be giddy because we will know who our. do you notice
1: how we got through this whole show and didn't dare make any predictions so we can never nobody can say we're wrong about this we just gave you what the information and you guys go ahead and make your own predictions i
0: did i did (laughs) but we've pretty much made a prediction of the women's final though right did we i don't know i didn't did I? We, we
1: just said we desperately want them both to go deep in five, three, and five the, the sets. The thing and is,
0: and it's it's one of those it's one of those finals where you genuinely don't mind who wins. Yep. Because both would be worthy, but you know you kind of want it for Simona because she's really nice, and now she'll be she won't be a one slam wonder, mm-hmm. but then you want twenty four.
1: Did we pick Serena?
0: I I have. I, I think I've I'm tipping way. her
1: slightly, but I'm really not convinced because I think I think fairly was fairly. Inter- do we who do we pick last year? I don't know. It's. It, I anything- think we
0: picked Serena. I don't think either of us. And look what happened Kerber. there. Yeah.
1: Sixty-five minutes, she was down and out, just crushed by Kerber. So she was. Um. So I don't know, and I think it sounds it sounds like maybe you pick Fed or I picked Nadal, so one of us will be right.
0: Okay, but I'm always right.
1: Okay. Fair enough.
0: So that doesn't.
1: But count. the bottom line is, we've got what we wanted here. We've got two mouthwatering matchups.
0: We have. We have. Right. And, um, and
1: we have a Djokovic and, and Roberto Good. <laughs> Who knows? It might be the best of all three of them. We don't want to overlook these guys. I
0: mean, we have been a bit unfair to RBA. I mean, for all we know, we could end up with an all Spanish final. But
1: <laughs> my goodness.
0: <laughs> but there you go. Join us again on tournament and tea break. But until then, you've been listening to Roz Satter
1: and Chris Otto.